and welcome to our brand new mini series. In this mini series, we are shining a spotlight on the program Improving Quality of Maternal and Newborn Health. This is a UK funded program by the Foreign Commonwealth and Development Office and is led by the Liverpool School of Tropical Medicine. In each episode, we discuss the different ways that the program has strengthened the capacities of health practitioners to deliver high quality care to reduce maternal and newborn morbidity and mortality. This episode, the very first of four, will help us understand a bit more about the program. And then we'll move on to focus on a Liverpool School of Tropical Medicine partnership with two Kenyan universities, where they aim to train healthcare workers on advanced obstetric and anaesthetic skills training. So let's start by hearing a little bit more about the history of the program, how it came about and the structure. And who better to hear from than the principal investigator, Professor Charles Ame from the Liverpool School of Tropical Medicine. He is a professor in global health, a co-director at the World Health Organization Collaborating Center for Research and Training in Maternal and Newborn Health. He is also the head of the International Public Health Department at the Liverpool School of Tropical Medicine. So Charles, tell us, what is the program all about? Thank you so much, um, Kim, for that question. So the um, FCDU-funded Maternal and Newborn Health Program in Kenya, which has run for the past five years, um, has uh, three main work streams. One is on quality of care. The other one is on um, pre-service education. Then we have in-service education. And then we have a cross-cutting theme of implementation research. Now, we have supported the facility-based reviews of maternal death so that we can learn from each maternal death or every woman that had an adverse outcome of how to improve the quality of care. And then on the national level, we have instituted a robust system of confidential inquiries into maternal deaths to help us see patterns and key issues that can be picked up in terms of policy, practice, training, and development of healthcare workers. So the systems in Kenya are strengthened in terms of providing that next generation of healthcare providers that can be confident and competent to address preventing maternal deaths, managing complications, and also learning from um, these incidences to continuously improve their quality of care. Furthermore, when we look at the medical schools, the postgraduate schools, their capacity to improve the quality of their research and disseminate this research at a national, international, and regional level has improved significantly with this program. Thank you, Charles. I think that sets us up very well. So before we go on to meet the rest of the guests for this episode, let's hear from our co-host, Lucy Niaga. Lucy, it's great to have you here with us. You are the country director of the Liverpool School of Tropical Medicine in Kenya and a medical anthropologist with over 20 years of experience in maternal and child health. So Lucy... Welcome to the program. We're really happy to have you here as a co-host. Tell us a little bit about what we will be talking about in today's episode. Thank you very much, Kim. Good morning from Kenya. My name is Lucy Nyaga. I am the country director at Liverpool School of Protocol Medicine based in Nairobi, Kenya. We are going to be speaking today about a program that Liverpool School of Protocol Medicine has implemented in partnership with quite a number of stakeholders here in Kenya. We are privileged today to have the principal investigator of this program, uh, Professor Charles Ame, and he's going to just give us a little bit of history on the program, and then we can hear our guests. Over to you, Professor Ame. 
Thank you so much, Lucy. The FCDO-funded program, which has been implemented by the Emergency Obstetric Care and Quality of Care Unit at the Liverpool School of Tropical Medicine, has several work streams. We started by setting up a confidential inquiry into maternal deaths. So essentially, a robust, objective way of understanding why women die during pregnancy and childbirth and to find out what are those things that uh, could be avoided in future to improve the quality of care. So we set up a system in Kenya, which was only the second country in Africa at that time that had such a system. And as part of the key recommendations, which were made from the findings of that confidential inquiry, was the issue of skills training, improved monitoring of women who come with complications, improved management of women who have cesarean sections, alternative ways of, and safe ways of birth other than cesarean sections, and you know several other components, including how to improve the quality of anesthetic care. And that was the basis for developing the advanced obstetrics and anesthetic care course. We developed this, piloted it in several settings, Cambodia, Nigeria, and in Kenya working closely with the universities in Kenya. And then eventually we repackaged this as a blended learning package. Now this has gone on to impact how both medical students are trained and how residents are trained. I will leave that to our colleagues from partnering institutions, the Department of Reproductive Health at Moy University and the Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology, University of Nairobi to expand on that. Thank you very much for that uh, overview of uh, what you shall be discussing about today. I would like to introduce our two wonderful guests today, Professor Eunice Cheserem. Professor Cheserem is Chair and Associate Professor in the Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology at the University of Nairobi, but she's also a Specialist of Obstetrician and Gynecologist and is a Specialized in Gynecological Oncology and working at the Kenyatta National Hospital Campus. Dr. Paul Nogesa is a consultant obstetrician and gynecologist at the Moy Teaching and Deferral Hospital in Eldoret, and is also a senior lecturer in the School of Medicine uh, with responsibility of both undergraduate and postgraduate studies since 1992. I'll ask you, Professor Jesse to Kindly tell us about the institutional collaboration and the capacity strengthening opportunities that uh, were offered under this program to the University of Nairobi Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology. In terms of institutional training, we have seen tremendous improvement in the way our registrars handle the patients. We found that the way the approach was done, whereby there was a bit of asynchronous training of the registrars and then uh, group training online to get them to understand the concepts and with the support of facilitators worked very well and all those who are trained are showing it in their day-to-day -day work. In terms of uh, building capacity, uh, we want to have every student who enters the program trained. We will use internally the trained students, uh, the trainers of trainers to train the others the University of Nairobi and Moy University kind of had a similar approach. Dr. Paul, would you want to add something in terms of the approach that was used to train the resident uh, obstetricians at Moy University? I think I've been in this program since 2015, during which we have seen a lot of improvement in terms of skills training for the students. We started off with an initial training on vacuum extraction 
vacuum extraction is something that is quite useful because it reduces the number of cases that might come for cesarean section. So we have worked on this and we are moving towards identifying factors that perhaps might affect this both from the staff and the patients. And that part has gone very well. The second area in terms of teaching has been from Charles himself. Eventually he became our external examiner in the productive health. And he brought in things that really improved us because is to bring our department to the level that is at international standards so that they get our students doing quite well in terms of even research. And there are some who have chosen topics that relate to improvement of maternal and newborn health. At the moment, I have three students who even thought that perhaps they would apply to Liverpool School of Tropical Medicine to support them do their proposal writing and so that they can implement later on and collect data that we might use for further improvement. I'm um, an anthropologist and we do community-based education and service. During that time, all the staff go with the students to the communities. So if the students are in that good form, then they are able to offer services and at the same time collect research data. Interesting, Dr. Cobb, what would you say uh, the two approaches compare in terms of what you did in 2015 and the approach that we have been using lately. When we first started in 2015, it used to be face to face, and Charles would have to travel from Liverpool to Eldorex and Nairobi and have direct interaction with the students. But as we have gone on, we've come and now we are doing Zoom uh, links, and during that time, it saves now time and costs and makes it easier to deliver the information. And at the same time, it continues to train our students on how to handle distant learning. So I think it's still useful to us. Professor Charles, what would you say about those two approaches compared to what you did earlier and this later phase of blended learning? What differences have you seen in the two approaches? I think one of the benefits that the COVID-19 travel restrictions brought was a rethinking of the way we support education in low-resource countries. That challenge allowed us to re-look at the content of, of that training and program, and we're able to out those aspects that could be um, taught through self-directed learning, those aspects that needed some facilitated discussions online, and then those aspects that you can only teach by intensive hands-on sessions. And as a result, we reduce the five-day face-to-face course to um, intensive two-days course. And in that regard, we were able to put all these materials on an online platform that benefits lots of residents and medical students, um, registrars all over Africa. That means that the reach of this intervention has a wider scope. Now we were able to train people within the institutions so that there's less dependence on people coming from the UK to carry on this type of training within those institutions. Eunice, how did the health workers find this new way of learning? It sounds like it was the first time it was used. Did they adapt very well or did they have any challenges initially? Definitely for the program when it came to us, 
uh, this was the season of COVID and our university and our departments had switched already to online learning. And many of our communications were going on smoothly. We are not completely shifted because in MK, you can't just do, it has to be blended. We've even been able to do examinations online, the ones which can be done. Uh, in the era when uh, COVID was so intense, actually the <clears throat> Department of Ops Gaine was the role model for the entire University of Nairobi. We picked it so early and uh, the students are very comfortable with that. Right now, asynchronous learning is kind of picking. Uh, you find when a tutorial is to be given on a certain topic, sometimes when you want to train them on synchronous, they tell you, oh, thank you, we have the notes and we've gone through. So what you are discussing with them at that level is the challenges they have. If they have any questions, you address them. That has really helped us. Thank you very much. Do you have any uh, research output from this uh, collaboration? This grant is essentially an implementation research grant. And it's quite important to understand that in order for us to change um, policy and practice, we need to generate evidence of what works best and where. As a result, as we come to the end of the program, in each one of the work streams, we have up to eight different pieces of research outputs, um, uh, publications, 60% of them are already published. Others are being reviewed at peer review journals. We've had the opportunity to present a lot of this work at both national and international scientific conferences and functions. This has been really helpful in terms of generating evidence, but also building the research capacity of our partners. So we actively engage our partners in regular online research collaboration meetings, which involves, you know, residents who are writing their thesis from both institutions, as well as other discrete pieces of work led by lecturers within those institutions. A lot of information can be found from the Emergency Obstetric Care and Quality of Care Unit website about some of our research outputs. I'll go to Paul again. I know that was from a perspective of Lima School of Tropical Medicine in terms of benefits research evidence generation, building the capacity, you know, like that south, uh, north-south collaboration. But uh, Dr. Paul, do you feel the same? How has it benefited the boy teaching and the federal hospital, for example? I think, Lucy, it's self-evident on the ground that things have changed a lot since we started working with the Liverpool School of Tropical Medicine. First, in terms of research, it has stimulated a lot of interest in uh, assessment of maternal and prenatal death reviews in the unit, as evidenced by, like now, this year alone, we have three students who want to write proposals and be guided on how to assess maternal and newborn outcomes. We have also been involved as authors in various, uh, various applications, which touch directly on service delivery. But most important is the skills improvement. I see a lot of our residents and also what you call fellows. Fellows are the subspecialty group, and I'm talking about maternal and fetal medicine group. They all are showing interest and are working very closely within our unit because of this collaboration. Professor Jesserem, can you please highlight the key outputs or even impacts of this training uh, on the advanced obstetric course that you have seen or um, uh, realized from training the obstetric residents? At your school? 
I would just want to say that the registrars have shown a lot of changes in the way they manage the patients. For instance, they were not very competent with the use of the vacuum. And right now they are using the vacuum extraction or the assisted vacuum delivery in the labor world very comfortably. It has really led to a number of patients who would have gone to for cesarean section being delivered SVD, uh, I mean by assisted um, vacuum. They have noted that when they used to do cesarean section, they would see quite a bit of oozing thereafter. But after being introduced to the tying of the corners using a figure of eight, they noted that postoperatively, there was very minimal bleeding from most of the patients. And so in effect, the morbidities which they were seeing has gone down and they feel very confident in all the skills in terms of surgical procedures they do. And they say it cuts up gross even to other procedures they are doing. They learned a lot in terms of what they learned from that uh, skill accusation. Paul, uh, what would you say is the way forward? This is the last leg of our program. What are the plans for the university to take this forward? The university, the School of Medicine specifically, is looking at sustainability of this program. Sustainability in the name that we need to continue to work together in some areas, but where we have already caught up, we can take up ourselves because at, at Mori Referral and Teaching Hospital, we have a research unit and, and it can easily find some of the proposals by the students. Then the administrative machine provides the supervision that is needed within the hospital so that by the time they finish, they will be independent and will take this to the communities for sustainability. Thank you very much. Professor Chesarem, this kind of training, which I've read a lot of good things from uh, those that have been trained, how do you ensure that this goes on uh, as a university? Our eventual aim is to mainstream the whole course in terms of putting it into the program. We already have training in emergency obstetric care. We are going to look at it and as we are revising our curriculum, which is ongoing, we are just waiting to present to the Senate. We will actually incorporate advanced obstetrics and aesthetic skills in it and make sure we train. Uh, once we mainstream, it will be very easy. We can also offer training at our own institutions to the peripheral hospitals. This can be one of the things we will uh, look at because we do a lot of training. Dr. Paul, what advice would you give to other universities? Uh, maybe not only in Kenya, those that are planning to take up uh, you know, this kind of training. What key advice would you give them? A newborn mortality is still a problem in low and middle income countries. So my advice would be to continue to foster collaboration between the developed countries and the low income countries, especially at university level and in the Department of Reproductive Health, so that we can bring down the high maternal and the neonatal mortalities in low and middle income countries. Charles, from your experience, I know you're on the other end, based in the UK at Liverpool, but from interaction with these two universities, what advice would you give others in Kenya and you know, across maybe low middle income countries? I think that improving maternal health, uh, meeting global targets for improving maternal health and national targets, reducing maternal mortality and morbidity is a complex issue. 
But one key thing that we all agree about is having competent maternity care providers. And the strategy for so many years has been focused on post-graduation competency building that is usually unstructured, unregulated, and difficult to measure any outcomes. Now, what we've introduced in this program is targeting improving the quality of training and the quality of healthcare professionals right from pre-graduation. So as from undergraduate level, also at specialist training level. So my advice to other um, countries in sub-Saharan Africa where maternal mortality is quite high is to consider looking at their curriculum at the midwifery schools, the medical schools, the postgraduate training colleges for specialist obstetricians to make sure that these are up to date with the latest content and methods for effective um, training of adults, just like we have demonstrated in Kenya and uh, some other countries. I think this will help to accelerate achievement of those sustainable development goals for maternal and newborn health. Thank you, Prof, for that really profound and quite seems quite low cost. Uh, but uh, quite profound. Professor Cheserem, any advice that you give to anybody adding, for example, uh, an obstetric and gynecology department across Africa, Sub-Saharan Africa, on what to adopt or how to do things differently or even the same way? The main thing is to concentrate and make sure that these students we are training come out with the skills which are desirable and pick up better ways of doing things like the way the advanced uh, training we are doing in obstetric and anesthesia is helping us and also operative deliveries. If they are given those skills and they should be cascaded from undergraduate into this kind of training whereby they acquire specific skills because when they are released to the periphery, they do much more than uh, one would expect because they become the surgeons, the people who do cesarean section. So if we emphasize this from the beginning, then our maternal outcomes and neonatal outcome will improve. Thank you very much. I think the key here, let's mainstream things so that healthcare providers that come out have the skills right from school and will reduce the amount of time, resources, and enhance cost effectiveness of delivering uh, you know, good quality care to women. Thanks very much, Lucy. I really enjoyed this conversation and I can see both the innovation and the simplicity and systematic way that the health system has been strengthened to improve mortality and morbidity for mothers and babies. So just to our listeners, this is the first episode in a four-part mini-series. In the next episode, we will be talking about how data has been used in decision-making through the maternal and perinatal death surveillance and response approach. We will then be talking about how pre-service teaching and training has been improved so that nurses and midwives are more confident and capable to step into their roles on the front line. And the final episode will be on an institutional collaboration that not only provided skills to residents in obstetrics and gynecology, but also to generate evidence on the impacts of a training and mentorship package that has been adopted by the Ministry of Health. So do tune in to those. Don't forget to check out the Connecting Citizens to Science channel for more excellent global health episodes. Thank you, everyone, and goodbye.